0: Good morning everybody i'm uh just setting a timer so I can keep an eye on myself how are you guys doing this morning i hope you're doing well i uh excited to talk to you about this stuff um, we've been talking a lot about the thief comes to steal kill and destroy in other words how how and why do we not have the life that we want live the life that we want and uh, what we've talked about is how how does how does life steal from us? How does the enemy steal from us? How do we end up not enjoying life the way we want? And one of the big things we've been talking about is that um, a lot of where the battle's won and lost is in inside of us. And um, so we've been talking a lot about how to, how to recognize that, identify your particular uh, challenges. Um, and um, so last week we started, talking about i told you we're going to talk about four things over the next little bit uh, i thought we'd do one per week but honestly as i studied for this one today it's going to take us more than one week to just get through this one we're going to talk about today last week the four things are own your emotions if you really want to start having uh just a, a, the life that that settles down the way you want it to um remember our our formula B-T-F-A equals R, and I know that's weird, but the more I say it, I hope it sticks. B-T-F-A equals R. What you believe drives what you think. What you think drives how you feel. How you feel affects how you act. And all of that together, obviously, how you act, feel, think, believe, affects the result that you get in life. And that doesn't mean that there's nothing else going on in the world that affects you But it just means that um, there's a lot more you and I can do about how life affects us than we typically uh, acknowledge and own. So number one of the four things, number one is own your emotions. And we talked a little bit last week about victim mindset. Number two we're going to talk about today, start talking about today, is don't let the ants, A-N-T-S, don't let the ants ruin your picnic. And of course your picnic meaning your life, your relationships, your plans, your dreams. So don't let the ants, and we'll come back to that in just a second. The third thing we're gonna talk about is slow down. Number three, slow down regularly and quiet yourself on the inside and the outside. Now we're gonna talk more about it, obviously, in a few weeks, but here's the deal. There's no way for you to properly manage what's going on inside of you if you don't slow down to pay attention to it and listen to it and direct it better. And then the fourth thing we're gonna talk about is build a loving support system and get the help that you need. So what we wanna do today is we wanna talk about number two. Like I said, we talked about own your emotions last week. We wanna talk about don't let the ants ruin your picnic. And um, here's the deal, how did I get here? You ever had that moment, you're driving and, and maybe it's a, a route from home to work or work to home or to your grocery store, or whatever. And the bottom line is you sort of wake up when you get there and you, you kind of like, you don't even remember the drive. Now, what happened? What happened is parts of your brain that you've been driving for years, you've been driving this particular path for years. So parts of your brain have learned that route and the process of driving well enough that you don't have to consciously think about turn right here put your foot on the brake you don't consciously keyword consciously have to think about it because it's a a stored repetitive behavior deep in your soul now same thing happens in relational interactions you ever had an argument with your spouse a friend a parent a child and you're about halfway into it or you're done and out of it and you're like, how did I get here? Now here's something really, really important I've gotta, I've gotta get you to see. It's the same principle. You're responding subconsciously, you might say. In other words, you, don't, you have responses programmed into you from early in life that affect the way you respond to people and things right now in your life. So, what that does is you go into a moment and boom, you wake up a few moments later or whatever, and you're back in this place you said, I'll, I never want to be here again. And you're kind of saying, How did I get here? Well, <clears throat> excuse me, just like the grocery store or the path to work, you drove yourself there. Yeah, but, yeah, but I, no, it can't be that simple. Well, Simple and easy, not the same. It is that simple. You responded to that other person and to this situation in ways that are driven by what you believe, what you think, how you feel, and therefore how you act. And what we want to do is, as we look at the second one, don't let the ants ruin your picnic. There's virtually no way for me to overemphasize how important it is for you to learn, listen to me now, for you to learn to think about what you think about. There's no way for me to overemphasize how important it is for you to learn to monitor and manage, and we're going to give you some scriptures for this, monitor and manage what you think, how you think, and obviously, indirectly or directly, how it, uh, how it affects you. So to... To kind of help, again, set us up here, the more I've done counseling, you know, like initially I did inner healing, and inner healing's very valid, powerful, wonderful stuff, saw God do amazing things for people, uh, and it revolves a lot around, you know, repenting for things you've done wrong, forgiving others for things they've done wrong, and I don't mean to make it sound simplistic, and there's, there's uh, methods out there that are more involved than that, but but I learned this kind of pretty simple inner healing stuff, that helped. Then as I got further into uh, counseling as a pastor, uh, you know I started to study marriage and the family and different things, and I started to learn like, wow, this is cool. There's family systems theory, and there's stuff out there about, you know how we how we grow up in our families and how families are dysfunctional, and and it was really helpful. Well, as I've been doing it, you know, decades now. One of the things recently that I've gotten very interested in studying is the brain. And here's what I want to the, the thought I want to leave you with. The brain is just a pile of mush that has um some really 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 important jobs. It does things that as far as we know, no other creature created by God can do. The brain can attach meaning to an act. I, I you know, uh, the brain can 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 project into the future, which creates the opportunity for hope and fear and all kinds of things. But fundamentally, and this is important, fundamentally the brain has a couple of, lots of jobs, but two that are really important is two big jobs your your brain has. And this is important as we go forward. Survival. In other words, your brain's kind of number one job is to constantly be checking out your environment for anything that could hurt you, anything that could damage your opportunities to thrive. Well, why is that important? Because it bases its assessments of what's dangerous to you on your past and the experiences you had. So if, if I had a, a, a critical, controlling mother, if I had a distant, unaffectionate father, what it does is it makes me overly sensitive and overly responsive to certain kind of clues and cues and people in my life. And it affects, quite honestly, decisions I make, commitments I make, and it affects my responses. So the brain has two jobs, one, survival. It's gonna to try to protect you from things it perceives are dangerous. And as we go forward, you're gonna find out why that's very, 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 very important. And then number two, survival is one of its biggest jobs and number two is I don't know what else to call it but energy efficiency and what I mean by that is what most of us don't even think about you know you're sitting in a chair and you're just staring out the window thinking and you're like oh I'm i am not burning any calories yeah yeah you're burning lots of calories your brain eats calories Your your brain burns calories just like your your muscles do when you move now You know, different, obviously, different rates and all. But here's the thing. Your brain doesn't want to work any harder than it has to. So what it does is it takes anything it can and makes it as simple and compact as possible. Like, why can I talk to you and move my fingers and hands and all right now? Do I have to think consciously about moving my fingers? No. Why? Because my brain has taken... All the instructions it's giving to. Right now, my brain is sending a lot of commands. My brain's doing a lot of work right now, moving those fingers. But I don't have to think about it. Why? Because it compartmentalized them, put them, you might call it, into like a little script and stored it in a different part of my brain. Some of you are like checking out like, dude, what in the world are you talking about? Here's the interesting thing. Our brain does the same thing with emotional interactions, relational expectations. In other words, a lot of your responses to other people and things are just like this. They're compacted and stored in a part of your brain where you don't even remember or realize or think about, why do I react to that person that way in that kind of a situation? And what we're going to do, don't let the ants ruin your picnic. The ants are automatic negative thoughts. What we want to do over time as we plow into this is help you learn how you can pull that sort of script up, if you will, and and, and look at it and go, wow, that's why I react to male authority figures that are successful the way I used to because I never felt like I made my father proud. So when I got around people whose admiration and respect I wanted, unconsciously, I would begin to feel inferior and insecure, which would affect the way I acted, which would get me the result that confirmed what I believe, that I'm not as good as them. And all of that was happening in a part of my brain that stores repetitive behavior so that it can be efficiently acted out in the future. So, well, I hope that made sense. I know that's kind of a weird spin to put on things, but it's important because if you don't realize you've got these little scripts playing in the back of your mind, you won't know what to look for when the Bible says things like capture, take every thought captive. And we're going to talk about that. Sorry if I went a a little bit long today. Love you guys. Hope you're getting something out of this. I'm having fun doing it. And uh, we're going to talk more about don't let the ants' automatic negative thoughts ruin your picnic. We're going to probably be talking about this for a couple of weeks. All right. Love you guys.